Hi, good morning, and welcome to HealthierLife.tv. My name's Paul Bercy. My co-presenter is... Good morning, everybody. It's Warren Connolly here, as I'm sure you can read, but um, coming to you from beautiful Hungary. Okay, we're going to get straight into it. Let's Seven do. things you can do to prevent a stroke. So um, before we get started, though, uh, Warren, have you got any personal stories regarding strokes? And I know you haven't had one, but and I haven't had one. But um, have you any got any personal stories or knowledge that you've got of people that have suffered a stroke? Yeah, anecdotes about strokes. I've got a few. Yeah, so um, yeah, the, the the after effects of a stroke are not pretty, and sometimes have you know happened because of the person's an athlete and they've taken one too many knocks to the head, for example, or someone's had heart problems, but. Um, uh, nothing really to tell in terms of stories, but yeah, I've had some experience with regards to strokes. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, my, I suppose my, the only one that comes to mind is my um, brother died at age 52. He had a okay. stroke. Okay. And I, ha I have to, I mean, I know, I knew his lifestyle and it's his lifestyle that killed him. Mm -hmm. The combination of things, but it was lifestyle. So that's why we're on this program obviously to give a few indicators to, to lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and, um, so your personal stroke prevention can begin now, this minute. Okay. There are no guarantees, but what, what we're hoping to do is raise the percentage of you not getting a stroke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some things that we have absolutely no control over, but a lot of the stuff we do have control over, and that's what we're going to deal with. Um, maybe you've not thought about it before. Um, and I must admit, I don't think about it very often, to be fair. Um, maybe because I don't know what you're like, Warren, but I, I tend to think more healthier anyway now. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% there by any means, but but definitely well on the way. And I, I, I wonder what, what our viewers and uh, listeners, what they feel about, do they think about ever possibility of having a stroke and how it would affect their life i mean we're talking mm -hmm. uh, power of attorney we're talking about care and, and things mm -hmm. like that i wonder if if they've actually thought about it um i'm sure i'm sure people do do uh you know i i meant i mentioned that um in terms of stroke um I, I was dating a girl in the UK in the 90s and she actually had it she had a blood clot on her brain on the brain yeah so kind of it's in essence it's she had a stroke but a major a major issue she had to ha actually have brain operation and everything and she forgot who I was and she forgot her she lost two years of her life you know so when she came around she remembered her daughter being ba basically a baby um, things like this so it's yeah, it was that was the worst impact that I've had with somebody directly or indirectly that had suffered with something like that. But yeah, you're right. People and we don't think about it, right? Because and so often because until it's the last minute, until something's actually happened to us, we're not thinking about it. But I tr I I try I choose not to think about stuff like that. I just don't yeah. I don't think about it. Uh, for me personally, you know, mm -hmm. if if I see the signs with somebody else. I'll, it will come. It'll be a thought in my in my the forefront of my thinking, perhaps. But otherwise, when it comes to me, I don't I don't contemplate at all. I don't want to entertain that idea. 
Well, it's the old. Um, I think this is probably one one of the, one of the cases where the majority of people, and that includes me, me, and possibly you, we don't want to think about it. We, you know, you, we. I know. Like I've with some things you stick your head in the sand like an ostrich. You know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, I don't uh, think I don't think it's necessarily that. I, no, I mean I think some yeah. people do, but yes. I think that we don't want to think. Of, I, I don't think about having a stroke. I just think, okay. I think healthy. Why should I have a stroke? But again, there's no guarantees, is there? So. No, there is no. And I, I, I'm very much aware of the fact that yes, one day I'm going to die. One day this body will will pass away, and I'm okay with that. But I don't want to be thinking about how I might die. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know? I don't, yeah I'm not thinking. From, I'm not thinking from a stress or worry point of view. I'm just thinking of being a little bit sensible, preventative, do sensible things. Maybe getting your maybe getting your affairs in order early, so that you can put it put it behind you and then if it happens there's not like you can do about it as long as you're going down a reasonable route you know <laughs> um now age and family history may or may not be a factor okay it could be a factor as you find uh, i would say lifestyle again is is one of the big big factors yes. apart from that certain small percentage of people that will may get it anyway you know they're more, they're more predis genetically predisposed. yeah more predisposed you're right yeah so what can you do to prevent a stroke? Age makes us more susceptible to having a stroke, and it's as simple as that. Um, but it may not if you look after yourself. And, there's, you, reasons, and there's reasons why age is, makes us more susceptible. We Yeah, we tend to eat less. Well, we, it's a lifestyle thing, really, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you, you take it in stages. And if you go, if you go into a care home, you know, where, where the elderly, elderly people are, there's there's less and less care. Now I'm not I'm not having a I'm not having a go at people who run care homes or nurses or, or helpers or anything like that. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just sometimes it's, there's not a great deal you can do. Um, but can you reverse the years? Here's a question for you because that's important. Can you reverse I'm, the years by your lifestyle changes? Yeah, I believe you can. Yeah, I, I definitely believe. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't change your family history. There's nothing you can do about that. No, but you can tweak your family history. You see, this is the... You can change uh, your... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where, but, where as, many, where as many people have resigned themselves to the fact that my father died, my grandfather died of a heart attack, or you know, mm -hmm. and my father died of a heart attack, my, my father died of cholesterol problems, my grandfather died of cholesterol problems. So they, they resign themselves to the fact that they're most likely going to go that way as well. But yeah, I think... We're more enlightened, a bit more enlightened these days. Although Many people still think that way, hey. Oh, I know it's, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, I still think that the 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 uh, information is out there. Yes. You know, and uh, we could do, we could do more. We always always can do more. But there is the information out there if you if you want to take five minutes just to take a look. You know, this, this this is this is this is the thing, Paul. And it, 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 the other last week I had a conversation with somebody on LinkedIn that I know from. I've, I used to work with many, many moons back in Dubai, and he's he's a he's a fit, health and fitness professional, um, and I I I made him aware of the fact that just outside of the fitness or health and fitness and wellness space, whether you're directly or indirectly involved in it. So in other words, what I mean is either you're practicing it, or you're a client of it, a customer of that environment, or something like that. Many people are completely unaware of what we're talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah, they have absolutely no idea about what we're talking about. For them, this is this we may as well be aliens talking a different a different off planetary language to them. And it's and it's just it's just ignorance more than anything else. And it yeah, you know, people don't think it to go look on YouTube or Google for stuff about strokes. They don't think about stuff like that. They don't want to think about it because that's when they want to bury their head in the sand. You know, or they just want to completely block it out of their mind altogether and not have to think about the potential impact that that may have on their lives um, and then it just becomes a vicious circle at the end of the day but this is the bottom line is that people are very ignorant the average individual is very ignorant when it comes to stuff like this and it's because of the education system yeah our education system is not not geared towards educating us on stuff like that or getting us to go and look for that kind of information the education system is designed to make focus get us focusing on making more money and doing business you know or be a good employee and that's what the education system is designed for, not about looking after our health and things like this. <clears throat> that's not their interest. So, yeah, that's unfortunately it's the reality funny, of it. It's funny you say about education. I was, there's something I was listening to the other day and, it, and uh, from a friend of ours, Mark J, he was talking about it. He was actually talking about the first seven years. Now, he wasn't relating to health, but you can relate it to health. Yes. Um, you can shape a, um, a child's life in those first seven years, mm -hmm. most definitely. Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. see it sometimes where certain children, they turn their nose up at sweets, but they love savoury stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they because they were introduced to it early, early enough, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, well, it's, just, it's just very interesting. Well, you, on the flip side of that, I'll, I'll use our daughter as an example, okay? Um, she's grown up in an environment where her father and her mother are both educators, and trainers in the industry on doing different things, you know, and my wife does com completely different things to what I do. She's, she's witnessed us. She's been with us in practice as mm -hmm. we doing our, doing our work. Um, she's seen us practicing our eating habits and things like this. And as it, from a young baby, she was introduced to vegetables and greens and fruits and things like that from a baby. <clears throat> and now completely different you know she was only introduced to sweets and sugar when she was four or five i think it was about four years old that was the first mm -hmm. time she ever had a sweet or like ice cream kind of you know and now that's <laughs> her her dietary habits are way 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 out of sync with 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 mine and andrea's and uh, you know we encourage her we we try to educate her and we try to t talk to her but we can't force her Okay, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it just shows that it's not always that case. You know, it it predominantly is, but it's not always the case. And it's it's about it's about our paradigm. It's about a paradigm that we that we have in our subconsciousness, and it's whether you you want to or you don't want to. And it's about uncovering what that limitation in your paradigm is, and then changing your attitude around that. Yeah, and and also the word of habit. Habit, yeah. Habit. Because it, you know, take it, they reckon it takes ninety days to really, really change a habit. You know, mm -hmm. and and that's if you're lucky, because yeah. because you see people all the time fall back in their old ways. So it's, it's you've got to be you've got to be disciplined to it to install a habit. In fact, I heard this morning that you've got to replace a habit with a habit. Yes. You know, to to affect, to have to to be able to stink. Mm. Now, there are many many other um, 
causes of uh, obviously strokes and the stroke risk uh, are some of the things there are some factors that we can control and and i think the biggest one for me is awareness yeah yeah, yeah awareness yeah. you know you've got obviously got to have knowledge knowledge is power and in this particular case it's not even potential power it's power if you use it you know and um well that's what knowledge is it's it's yeah. that's what the power of knowledge is it's the application of what you know that's right absolutely you know and um so there are some specifics and particular things that you can do um there are plenty of factors affecting your health um and this is what we're going to talk about now so um okay so what what, what would you say is the first thing you would do personally to um prevent a stroke just just to just to respond to gajanana thank you my friend as you said keep up the well, she said keep up the good work thank oh, you thank very you. much thank <laughs> you. we do we do our best to do that absolutely so, so was that a question directed at me or was that a response? yeah i, I think yeah i just wanted to get your your just your first thoughts on it so what would be the first thing you would tell someone if they had um if they were more pre had more pre predisposition of having a stroke what would you yeah, say like, so in other words if they had symptoms of potential stroke yeah what would you yeah. what would you what would be the first thing you would tell them to do change your habits um and not but not just change the habits as you said you know you need to replace habits you know you you can't take one habit out and leave it off the table and not replace it with something else because soon enough you will slip back um so yeah that but yeah there's a <laughs> if you think about if you think about now we haven't disclosed what are the different ways we can help prevent a, a stroke but if you look at all the different ways that you you can prevent a stroke it's all encompassed in under one umbrella in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that and that's stress. And that's mm -hmm. and the easiest way to overcome stress is meditation. And if everybody starts to get into the habit of practicing meditation on a daily basis, I believe I believe personally that many people's lives would change and, and strokes would be far, far fewer than what people experience today. And it's through meditation because meditation it encompasses so many different things in terms of what we would discuss relating to how to prevent a stroke for, yeah. for example you know we we've, we've mentioned i mentioned stress so what typically happens when you're stressed your blood pressure rises right so if you want to reduce your blood pressure that's one way of safeguarding yourself against a stroke is reduce yeah. your blood pressure mm -hmm. and meditation helps you to reduce your blood pressure that's just one example yeah, and no, I think that, and you're you're right on the money though, because the first one was lower blood pressure. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it just just goes to show. I mean, because the other thing is, it, it's an overall. I always look at synergy, as you know, it's my favourite word, and and it is an overall thing. It's not just it's not all just pigeonholed, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's the way the way that people run their lives. You know, we've all been in situations where we've been a little bit hyper and things like that, and. Maybe we're uh, um, not in the best frame of mind. So yeah, mm -hmm. you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, when you, when you do meditation, you're setting the groundwork. Yeah. Right, and, that, and that's what you got to think about. You're setting the groundwork for everything. That's it. That's it. Everything, and you know, and it's it's the same when you're driving. It's the same if you're a captain of a football team. Yeah. The reason you're captain is because you can draw things together, calm people down. 
get them to concentrate and focus on what they're doing. Uh, you know, and it and it's all life is is very. Uh, I I actually think life is quite simple. We make it complicated. <laughs> we do indeed. We do. Uh, we all, we do. We're all done. We've all done it. We all do it. I mean, it's yeah. you know, but the moment you can chunk it down, chunk it down into a few things, and just so you can enjoy life and not panic and not you know stress about things. I I mean, I learned that many many years ago, but not. I don't. It's so rare for me to stress about anything. There is just a little bit, <laughs> but what I'm saying, generally speaking, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't stress about it very much at all. Look, um, we're, we're, we're human. It doesn't matter whether you're a Buddhist monk, if you're a um, a yogi guru, we're all human at the end of the day, and we are yeah. going to some, things are going to push our buttons because at the end of the day, there's always contrast in our life, and we're always yeah. asking. You know, so by the by the mere fact that we cannot stop asking for things means that there's going to be contrast in our life. And sometimes that contrast is going to push our buttons. And that's inevitable. Yeah, unless you're going to go hide in a cave somewhere and not be not be touched by humanity for the rest of your life, yeah, something's going to push your button. So it's just when you, as you say, the meditation is the groundwork. When you meditate daily, you just don't get stressed about certain things anymore. That's it's, right. just, it, it's not necessary. So in, in line with that, I would say things like, anger yes you know if you are someone who um is constantly uh at war with everyone or with mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. you know and you you look the whole idea is to be le learning to lower your blood pressure now you can have four times more chance of having a stroke if you've got high blood pressure okay so uh <laughs> it's the biggest contributor without without a shadow of doubt now you've got to monitor your blood pressure if you can't do it, get someone else to do it, all right? It's vital if it keeps getting raised all the time, you, you, you know, and you're not treating it, you've got big, big problems ahead. Mm -hmm. and this is, we're talking about vascular health and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, so your ideal goal is to maintain a, a blood pressure of less than 120 over 80. Or was it 8 over 20? I don't know how no, you 120 over 80. But 120 yeah, over 80. That's, that's, if, that, never, that never used to be the figure, huh? Mm -hmm. Used to be 120 over 60. Really? Mm -hmm. But now well, mine, mine, have, mine's about 67, I think. But now people have become so conditioned, yeah, in a certain way that you know they're basically like, okay, these are the guidelines now. These yeah. are the new guidelines. So it's, but look, it's also it's not just stress that can impact your your blood pressure, obviously. So yeah, know, I know. yeah. What are the other things that can impact your blood pressure? Hmm. What are other things? Yeah, I mean the way you what you eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah what you I would eat say there, a sugar yeah. addiction would do that. Yeah. The way you yeah. sleep that that impacts yeah. your blood pressure. The way you sleep. Are you yeah. getting enough quality sleep in your life? Do you eat too much sugar before you go to bed, and then you can't? You're restless, or do you eat heavy meals before you get you go to bed, and then you can't? You your body's digesting food all night long, so you're not getting quality sleep. These all are factors relating to your blood pressure. You could go. It's like little rabbit holes. You can go with all this. Warren, a Warren. <laughs> yeah, a Warren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So for some older people, obviously, um, they may not be not to find it easy to to bring down their blood pressure. They may need medication um, because they'll just be dizzy and fall over or something. So you know, you, again, you it's got to be with a health professional. You've got you know you've got to be uh, doing it the right way. Um, 
So what other things you can do to bring your blood pressure down? Exercise. Yep. Yep. Exercise is yeah. definitely one of them. Reducing the salt in your diet. Definitely. That was going to be the um, next thing, reduce salt. Yeah. So you should Drink. be aiming at about half a teaspoon a day, approximately. Drink water. Yeah. Frequently, frequently drink water. Not one or two, three glasses a day, but frequently drink water. Make, I would say, make uh, extra virgin olive oil your friend. Yes, that too. You've got to increase polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats. Um, For the layman? Sorry? For the layman? That's yeah, you know, things like things like your your, as you said, your olive your olive oils, yeah, you know, omega three, omega threes, omega yeah, yeah. nines, these kind mm -hmm. of things. Yeah, you just got to avoid um, foods high in saturated fat. That's the biggest thing you got to do. Um, plenty of veg and a fruit a day if you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone can afford it, but do as much as you can. If you need to earn some extra money, come and see me so you can buy some, <laughs> you buy some more fruit and veg. All right. <laughs> Two or three servings of fish a week, preferably um, things like sardines and pilchards. Pilchards, yeah. Herring, Her herring mackerel. Yeah, yeah. All those. Um, <laughs> you can have whole grains, low fat dairy, if you can have dairy. Um, and obviously, as you said, exercise. We're going to come to that in a minute, but uh, exercise, you'll find on every one of these exercises mentioned. So that is to give you a clue. And the last one, again, this has got its own bit as well, and that's quit smoking. So um, very, very important that you do that. So um, what else are we? What else can we do? What else can we do? Lose weight. Obesity is a uh, obviously gives plenty of complications and it's very very much linked to having strokes obesity but all I, I think also which is not mentioned on the research i did because you know, you've only got time to do so much is malabsorption malabsorption yeah good. definitely where you get in the nutrients but they're not getting absorbed well that that's that's linked to your back go that goes back to the amigas consumption as well right absolutely and it, this is why every, this is why everything's linked mm -hmm. it's not when people when i say about having a not having a stroke you know um there's lots of groundwork that needs to be done now it's up to you as an individual whether you want to do it or not it's your choice nobody can force you to do it you know but i if if i'm if i'm going to stay here for let's say 80 years I hope it's a bit more than that because i'm getting faster <laughs> <laughs> so, let's say different. let's say 85 86 something like that you know if you want to stay to 86 there's some things you've got to do some people are lucky few mm -hmm. are lucky and skate through without any problems even people smoke yeah, yeah, not, yeah. you there's know some people that smoke drink alcohol and they live till they are yeah. the right old age of you know, whatever it may not be just one thing that you do. I think it's probably a combination of things that you do it or don't is. do. It is a combination of things yeah. that you do or don't do. And, yeah. it, and this, this is indicative of many areas in life. You know, um, it's, it's just about how does your lifestyle fit into safeguarding your health? Yeah. And, and a thing is that, like, for example, I know diabetes is one of the risks, Okay. But many people are not diabetic, but they are pre-diabetic. 
Yeah. And if you're not sure whether you're, you're pre-diabetic or not, just go to the doctor and have a blood check done, you know, the nearest clinic or whatever. But the symptoms of it, like, is that, you know, you're eating a lot of sugars, a lot of processed foods, a lot of, a lot of too much breads, these kinds of things. Um, simple, simple carbohydrates where there's loads of sugar that's been absorbed into your body in a very quick time frame. And you get a lot of crashes, physical, mental crashes. Um, these kinds of things are indicators as to whether you, you know, if your eyesight is being impacted, if you're pre-diabetic yeah. or not. Okay. So just go and have a look and get, go get tested because you don't want to wait until you are. You want to make sure that you take action now. And this is just a lifestyle change. That's all it is. It's not a drastic thing that you need to go on medication and all kinds of stuff like that. Just go and change your lifestyle now before you have to be on the medication. Absolutely. All I would say is this. If you want to make a real impact, real inroads into the health space, as it were, your health space, not, you know, not a canned one, um, then uh, the real impact is made by you, okay? And if you can lose 10 pounds or something like that over a period of time, you have to do it all in one go. Yeah. Um, it's going to make a hell of a difference to your life, you know, and um, I think that's very, very important. And, uh, again, activity is mentioned here. Activity, mm-hmm. you know. So, and you can do that, Greg. You can start walk to the shops and back. I know it's different in different countries. Some of them are miles away. Like in America, you have to, sometimes you have to go miles. But, <laughs> but that's UK, that's generally, generally speaking, you know, yeah. just walk, you can walk down to the shops and back again. Mm-hmm. And once you make a habit, you increase, increase it slightly. In fact, what I've done, what I did is to make it a little bit, I wouldn't say interesting, was I walked to the shop to get one thing, and then the afternoon I walked back to the shop to get something else. <laughs> so you purposely forget something behind it. No, no, it's, no. When you're taking a break from working. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. It's yeah. just another way of doing it, I suppose. That's, what, that's, like, that's what, like a 15, 20-minute walk there and back. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah, with your time in the shops, that's great. Yeah, good. yeah. So the third thing is actually exercise. Funny enough, and um, it con- contributes to losing weight and lowering your blood pressure. So again, they all they all link in. So, but ec- exercise on its uh, it stands on its own merits. It's not you know it's it's linked to everything else, but it really does stand on its own merits. And your goal may be to exercise at a moderate intensity, at least five times a week. Mm -hmm. But you can build up to it. You know, just the fact that getting out there, is it can be good enough, you know. So just improve that if you can. Yeah, but even just, as you say, just getting out. I mean, we we spoke about vitamin D recently and the importance of vitamin D, right? Yeah. That the lack of vitamin D that impacts your mood. Again, here's here's a link here. There's a look at the look at where the rabbit, the rabbit trail goes. You know, you don't, you're not getting enough sunlight. It's winter time, northern hemisphere. You, your mood changes because you're not getting enough vitamin D3 in your system. So then once your mood changes, your level of aggression may rise. Your eating habits may change because of the way that you associate the emotion linked to that. And then you, you, you fall on some comfort foods, which are around in abundance in any way at this time of the year. So it it becomes this massive snowball effect that everything just basically falls into place for you to basically put you more at risk health health wise 
and it's very easy for you to slip down that rabbit hole and then just you just oh, end yeah. up going from one tunnel to the next and next minute you're through the warren and you don't even realize that you've had 50 babies and those 50 babies are basically you know they small little signals signals that something's happening something's happening something's happening but because you're so you're in this quagmire of emotions and food and weather and this and lack of this and that and blah 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 you don't even notice the, the symptoms that are happening the little you know you get a shortness of breath you feel like you, you feel anxious and maybe a little bit you're feeling a little bit anxious or oh, i'm feeling a little bit of numbness in my arm but you don't think about it you don't focus you don't pay attention to it but these are the little symptoms that are happening but because you're so lost in that void which you find yourself in you're not paying attention to it and then all of a sudden poof, it happens you know and that's how quick it can happen but on the flip side of that you can change it permanently and it doesn't take a lot of effort it doesn't take a lot of it doesn't take pain and stress and sacrifice it doesn't have to be that way being healthy can be very easy a lot of fun and it just feels much better that's yeah. right and there's a big link between between the brain obviously and the gut and and obviously somewhere in the middle floating around the heart not exactly <laughs> floating around but you know and and you've got to look after all of them but you can do yeah. it all under one with with the diet and, and lifestyle so um and meditation and meditation absolutely so there are no real excuses for not for not um losing weight not losing weight and not, and not mm. exercising it hasn't got to be hard by the way okay no, it doesn't really have doesn't really doesn't have to be hard it's not no, designed to be it's not designed to be hard it's not meant to be hard we're not we're not meant to struggle and anything in life we're really not we just become so comfortable struggling that we think it's part of part and parcel of our lives it's not <clears throat> so number four on my list is if you drink drink in moder moderation now i'm not going to go into it too too deeply but obviously you know one small glass of red wine and you should be aiming a glass of red wine if you can yeah. or one small, <laughs> yeah, maybe one, one glass of scotch even one glass of, none of none of those on a small basis are going to hurt you at all in fact, mm. the red wine would help you because of resveratrol and, uh, you know, and, and things like that. Um, but two drinks, three drinks, the more you, the risk is raising all the time and it's raising sharply. Mm -hmm. right? Now, don't get me wrong. At Christmas, I'll have more than one beer. All right. So it's not a case of shutting it out altogether. If you want to do that, that's up to you. You know, but... Um, I'm trying to drink one glass of wine a day. I keep forgetting. <laughs> so, in my, with my with my family around and here in Christmas time, if if I'm going to have more than two glasses of wine, people will be looking at me like, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to have a bottle hidden somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, hold it along. Hold it down your arm. They can't see. Um, okay, number five is is. This 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 got me this one because this is one of your normal ones, and this was treat uh, treat. I've got to get it right now. Actual um, fibrillation. Oh, fibrillation. That? Yeah, that's what's your, that? That's that, that's your heart. That's your heart. Your heartbeat. Your yeah, your, yeah. your rate of your heartbeat. Yeah, if you got a regular heartbeat, it causes clots to form in your heart. So irregular heartbeat, not regular. Irregular heartbeat. Sorry, not regular ones. Yeah, irregular. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's important 
because that will affect, affects the brain as well. So, uh, and it's a real five-fold risk. So in other words, if you get shortness of breath very easily or you've got irregular heartbeats, then you must go to see a professional. You must get it sorted out and quickly. You can't leave it, right? Um, it's as simple as that. You may have to go on blood thinners. Now, that's another. That's for another day. That's another story, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go. I really, really don't want to go into that. I'd rather go on omega three, but that's my choice. But uh, I would. Re I'd rather. I'd rather rip the blood thinners out of your hand and give you the omega three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but what I'm saying, with that's not. You know, that's, that's between you. Yeah. That's between you and your um health professional. Your maker. Okay? Your choice. So um, but be guided by a health professional. That's what I say. Um. If you are, you know, you, you mentioned this earlier about being pre-diabetic -di and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't wait to get diabetes before you start acting. Yeah, that's Find what I was out. Say. Yeah, just Yeah. Because high blood sugar damages the blood vessels. Again, it, it helps towards getting clots of, you know, and we don't want that because that's, that's what causes the problem in the first place. So keep your blood sugar under control. If you don't know what we mean, Please ask. So monitor your blood sugar um, as directed by your doctor or other health professional. And you can do that by using diet, exercise, and uh, maybe medicines if you have to. Um, and, um, again, going back to what Warren was talking about with um, meditation, okay, because the whole idea is to, you know, calm down. You calm your system down, you calm your brain down, uh, and everything else. And look, I, I want to just touch on a bit on the meditation part again. It's, it's because most people don't they don't get it. They think that yeah. You know, and I, I want to. We have mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again because it's important. People stop doing meditating because they they think that they can't clear their mind out or they can't quieten their mind. It's not the point of meditation. The point of meditation is to allow those thoughts to come through but not to focus and emphasize on those thoughts just allow the thoughts to come and it's like that little petulant little child that just does not want to keep quiet and keeps pulling at your coattails all the time if you just ignore those thoughts they will eventually go away you know um and this is what meditating is about it's not about trying to quieten the mind you're not going to quieten the mind all you can do is you can just ignore the mind and eventually the mind will decide to go away on its own and if you can master that, and all it takes is 15, 20 minutes at a time. It doesn't, you don't need to sit, you know, and just keep sitting until eventually you are, you find yourself that you are restful and at peace with where you are. If you find that you're fidgeting and itching. Oh, and, I did, I did all, all the time. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine, because that's, that's, that's your conscious mind going, ah, no 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 you know <laughs> so you'll find a reason for you to be itchy or it'll you'll find something to distract you you know you'll hear a noise or something that's fine just get through that get through that phase until eventually your subconscious mind becomes conditioned to when you sit down into a, a, a quiet safe space and find a regular place where you're going to meditate as well that's important too find somewhere regular where you want to meditate and feel comfortable it's quiet no distractions and then the more you practice that your subconscious mind will go oh okay this is i understand i recognize this and then your conscious mind will just slowly just pitter away it won't you won't be bothered by that monkey brain anymore and but that mm -hmm. takes practice 
took, as I say, it took me ages. I mean, I have to I have to wear earphones when I meditate yeah. because of interruptions, distractions, and um, I used to be terrible. I'd be after a few minutes, I'd be going, "Okay, what's next now? What have I got to do today?" <laughs> yeah. Meditation's going on in the background, but now, <laughs> like literally, I can now meditate you know, as long as I want without without because I got used to it. It's a habit. Yeah. yeah Whereas. Yeah. I know what it's like when you first start. It's unbelievably bad. You just want to be able to jump around and do things like we, we do. And um, you've got to learn. It takes time. So uh, last thing is um, obviously, uh, again, it stands on its own, is quit smoking. All right. Smoking accelerates clot formation. That in itself tells me that I would give up smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, it thickens your blood. That should get, you know, you don't want it thickening. You want it just as it should be. Yeah. So, uh, um, and it increase, increases the amount of plaque buildup, which means you're also in line for a heart attack as well, because as as these everything clogs up, you know, you need to keep these clear. All right, so all the bits. I like. Um, I don't want to get too technical on it, but all, all the things that are going into your heart, you know, the arteries and veins and capillaries and everything you know it's like don't um don't fur them up all right because that's yeah, what causes problems that's all you've got and once once they go that's yeah it. most people need powerful lifestyle um changes that's what i will tell you um 97 of the world is out of balance yep okay so um you you need to reduce the risk significantly significantly uh, of uh, having a stroke or a heart attack, really. And it's basically the same for, mo for most of them. You know, what you're going to talk about for a stroke with a few little tweaks, it's the same for the heart as well. So, um, yeah. So, again, if you've, you know, you've got to be aware of your body as well. Your body tells you things. When something's not quite right, the body will give you indications. So what you, what you need to do is just pay attention the indications and deal with them now it doesn't mean to say you become this um what's the word we are you fear illness or you you you're saying you're ill like all the hyper, time hypochondriac hypochondriac yeah don't become a hypochondriac it's not for you to worry about it but if you've got a sign just deal with it deal with it and also be careful of falling into the trap of self-diagnosing yourself as well yeah this is you, the trick. This is the trick and trap with YouTube and Google and all that. Yeah, you can yeah. very easily self-diagnose. Just as Paul always stresses, approach or go and see a professional, a health professional yeah. of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. And um, look, self-diagnosing is okay for the first twenty-four hours, or <laughs> hours or whatever, because you're just you know interested. You want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it could be that it could be that. But I'll go and see the doctor, and he can, yeah. he can point me in the right direction. And, that, and that's really, really what you – so it's about listening to your body. It's about trusting your instincts. You get that, you know, you know when you're walking down that, that dark road and you get that gut feeling about something? Yes, Pay yes. attention to it. It's the same yeah. with your body. Pay yes. attention to the little signs that you get, but don't leave it. I know it's difficult in the UK to get a bloody doctor appointment here. Right, but be like a dog with a bone. Don't let them off the hook. Get in there and gnaw away, and in the end, you will get the appointment. Be rabid. Yes, be rabid. And, 
and listen to awesome. listen to that instinct because you know that instinct was honed over millions of years but we've we've forgotten to listen to it because we're, we're no longer faced with danger every day so you know but it's still there it's not something to be discounted listen to your instinct listen to your intuition it's there to protect you that's it's that's its job so listen to it it's to, yeah. there to guide you in the right direction the last few little bits here, and we, we talk about you. You must be able to identify a stroke fast when it happens, and it's a an acronym, F A S T. All right. So, do you know what they are? No. One? No. Well, one's the face. You can see it on the face. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, one's speech. I know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, um, I can't believe that. I think the other one's down the bottom. I think the one's time as well. Yeah, the one's skin. It's the skin texture, the texture of the skin. Yeah. You, you, look, I'll tell you what you'll know. Time. If someone's having a stroke, you'll pro probably, yeah. not always, but you'll probably notice some things about them. Yeah, so it's face. It's the face. It's the speech, texture of the skin, and what's the A? Um, Reaction. I don't know. but uh, No, it could be their speech. Yeah. If you said that. Yeah, we said speech. Anyway. Yeah, I can't remember what the A is. I, I did I did look it up, but um can't remember it. But you know, as I say, at the end of the day, you'll know they're not their normal self. Right? Mm. And that's that and that's the biggest thing. They're not their normal self. Um and they yeah, need help. And they need fast help. You've got a lot of times sometimes, like my brother had a stroke, he died. Right? Immediately. Okay. Um, and that is not a lot you can do about that. But if you if you, if you can um, get help within three hours, then you've got you've got a chance of not having any permanent damage, All right? And, and that's important because some people don't even realise they've had a stroke. I've got, I've got damage is going on, although you think they're all right. Yeah, and you they just and you and you laugh it off. That's the worst thing to do. Yeah. So I've, I've got what fast is it's facial drooping. Yeah. Okay. Arm weakness. Oh yeah, it was the arm. That was the other thing. Yeah, yeah. speech speech difficulties and time. Time. Yeah, we got three out of four. It's not bad. So uh, and there's also what's that? What's that? Um, there's a temporary stroke syndrome as well. It's a type of syndrome. All right. I don't and know. I, had, I, I know a guy in Dubai who had it, um, and it was where like basically half your face kind of just falls or collapses and droops down, but it's temporary. It's not a permanent. It's not like a balls palsy, is it? Yeah, I think yeah, that's Bell's, Bell's, palsy. Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And that a uh, few people that had the vaccine had that. Ah. Okay. Okay. It was. It was. I don't know if it's permanent, but you know, I know, I know someone who had it, it was temporary. So, um, so signs of a stroke, and the, the, these are seven signs, and then we're done. Okay. Um, weakness on one side of the body. Um, it can be left or right. Numbness of the face which is obviously um, another one. Um, unusual or severe headaches, which is no known, known cause for. Um, vision loss, difficulty seeing in one or both eyes. Numbness and tingling on the side of the body. Slightly a bit different to the uh, second one we said. Mm -hmm. um, unsteady walk, loss of balance through walking. Yeah. Speech difficulty or confusion. So I'm sure there's four little ones, 
for, so further ones that, that could give you an indication that someone's had a stroke. That sounds, so like, any, that sounds like someone who's drunk. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, there's, when someone see, comes across as drunk, it can be more than one thing that can be. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, so uh, um, where does a stroke come from? Um, a stroke occurs when the blood supply to the part of your brain is interrupted um, or reduced, preventing brain tissue from getting oxygen and nutrients. And there's four ways into the brain, all right? Four ways. Um, I'm not going to go into them. But uh, and there's four parts of the brain it affects, it, and it can and it can affect different things like your speech, your sight, your memory, and something else. I can't remember the other one was. Um, it's a medical emergency. Prompt treatment is critical. Critical. Early action can reduce brain damage and other complications. So speed is the key. We're done. Unless you got anything else you want to say, Warren? No, thank let, you. Let people about their day. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Hope you found this useful. If you have, please let us know. That'd feedback be great. down below. Feedback down below. Any questions? Put them on the, you know, put them on on the uh, here, and um, we'll get them answered. So, with that, have a fantastic rest of the week, and we'll speak soon. And if you have any concerns, you can private message us. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. And any other medical concern, anything at all, really. So, with that, we'll see you later. Bye -bye. Have a great week. See you next week.